the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Come on, say, turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. Overflow. Turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. We cannot contain. Welcome to Beyond the Veil, a ministry of Dayspring Chapel. Arise, shine, and excel. Located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. As Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79 tells us, According to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the path of peace. Now, let's listen in to today's message from Pastor David Oluwadara. The best way to know ourselves is to know God. Because in the light of God, in the light of His glory, we will see ourselves better. We'll see ourselves the way God sees us. And it's only when we see the way see ourselves the way God sees us that we can see other people the way God sees them. I mean, it's, it's a powerful thing. It's a powerful, powerful thing. A relationship starts with communication, and it is built by communication. It's a process. Because of the complexity of human emotions and behaviors, communication between two people is also very complex. Because of the complexity of human emotions and behaviors, communication between two people is also very complex and can be very difficult, especially when the relationship is relatively new. You see, many times, even I, couples experience this, especially if no, they've not known each other for too long. Even those who have known each other for some time, now they begin to live together. Now, now they begin to experience some new things or to begin to see some new things. And some emotions begin to come up or come out. Some behaviors begin to come up. And uh, you know, somebody now says, oh, I never knew that you were like this. I never saw this before. And the person also said, oh, I never saw you like this. It becomes really difficult. So may the Lord help us to know ourselves so that we, maybe the prayer should start, Lord, help me to know you better so that I can know myself better and I can know others better so that I can have better communication, so I can have better relationships with people. That is the order. That is the order. As simple as that, but as, as, as profound as, as it is. And we look at the example of uh, Jesus meeting the Samaritan woman. And that's a very powerful one that we, you know, we spent a lot of time on it last week. I just pray that the Lord give you understanding on that. We look quickly, or we looked at emotional intelligence, and we say it's the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions, and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. Uh, emotional intelligence is considered the key to both personal 
and professional success and every day the academics rave about this is all over you know it's all over the books instead of calling it emotional intelligence we call it spiritual intelligence the ability to know yourself know others and as a result able to communicate relate with or interact with others for better relationships and actually i just remember that uh, we, we went to a conference was the last year pastor uh, pastor Brett was talking about the disciples and how jesus chose the disciples that they came from different different backgrounds with different personalities different experiences, different emotions. You know, every one of them was different. And they were all brought together to live together and be be together every time, every day for three years. How difficult that was. But Jesus chose them, deliberately chose them, intentionally chose them. He didn't choose them because, you know, they were the same. No, they were not the same. They were not the same. Thank God for differences in life. And they say that uh, what diversity is the spice of life. Or differences, the spice of life. That the Lord give us the ability, the wisdom to deal with our differences. To deal with our differences. Mm. It's even becoming more and more real because we cannot run away from it. Uh, gone are the days when you only dealt with people that you know, people, you know, your own families, your own village, your own city. Now you are dealing with people from all over the world, from all over the place, with different cultures. And wow, the kingdom of God has different cultures, different peoples, different languages, you know, different colors. Amen. The kingdom of God has different races. And we are all said to be the same, to be the same. Nobody has an upper hand over the other. But no one is better than the other. You are not better than another person. You are not better because you are black. You are not better because you are white. You are not better because you are a man. You are not better because you are a woman. You are not better because you seem to be richer. You know, uh, you seem to have more money, you seem to have more education. No, we are all the same in the presence of God. Before the eyes of the Lord, we are all the same. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter the kind of English you speak, you know, whether it's American English or the English English. It doesn't matter your education, whether you have PhD or you don't have nothing, you know, it's the scriptures say, condescend to men of low estates. The scripture that we just read, Romans 12. He said, don't mind high things. Don't put yourself up. He said, humble yourself. Humble yourself. You know, condescend to men of low estate. Mingle with others. But, you know, James uh, was very direct. He said, if somebody who is wearing rags comes into your assembly, and another person wearing gold rings you know, comes into your assembly, better don't treat them differently. Because if you treat them differently, you say you are in error. You cannot say the one wearing nice clothing, you know, nice clothing, wearing gold, gold, you know, rings and all of that to sit in the high table. And uh, the one wearing rags to sit 
at your footstool and say, no, 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 no. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. So communication is <laughs> can be really very complex. It's complex and can be complicated. Mm-hmm. Because it involves emotions. It involves feelings. It involves experiences. God would not turn around the feelings of the of the people under the leadership or under the, 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 the authority of King Saul. God, God would not turn around their emotions and feelings just like that. Because you don't, unless you want to, to make people something else. You cannot just change their emotions. You cannot just change their, you know, change their feelings. So it took 12 years for God to work on their emotions and their feelings, to change their heart so that David could come in and could rule over the whole land. Why? Because King Saul was a man after the heart of people. He was struggling. The kind of person that they wanted, and that's what got them. So he had a hold on their life. He had a hold on their mind, on their emotions. So God worked on that for several years to turn them around so that a man, a man after his heart could be the king. King Saul was chosen by the people. And that's a lot of things that had to be settled. Sometimes it would take, you know, somebody, all of us, not just somebody, it would take take us some time to walk through our emotions and our feelings, you know, to be able to come around, be able to come around. Uh, but God understands all of that. And we should also understand that in Jesus' name, amen. Mm. Today, um, let's look at Philemon more closely. Philemon, um, the book that we read, Philemon was a prominent member of the church at which met in his house. That church met in his house. The letter was for him. The letter to Philemon was for him, written by Paul. It was addressed to him. It was addressed to his family and addressed to the church. You read it very well, you know, his name, the name of his wife, the name of his son, and uh, the church. You know, basically, everybody was part of this letter was included in this letter. Philemon was a convert of Paul and fairly wealthy man who had a slave named Onesimus. In that time, they had slaves. And I, slavery was never approved by God, has never been approved by God to take wisdom and understanding and revelation to know that. Study the scriptures because if you don't have such you can even begin to use the scriptures. And that has actually happened, you know, that happened for many years in the past that people use scriptures to justify slavery. So this man had a slave named Onesimus. Onesimus ran away from Philemon because he stole some money. And while he was in Rome, he met Paul and became a believer. Onesimus became very committed to the Lord and helpful to Paul. There is even a testimony or a commendation for him in Colossians 4 from verse 9. Colossians 4 from verse 9. It says, with Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother. This is after 
he became a Christian. You know, he said, Paul is later to the Colossians, say, Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you, they will make known to you all things which are happening. A faithful wow, and beloved brother. He didn't call him a slave. He didn't call him any other. A faithful and beloved brother. You don't just call somebody a brother. He didn't see him as you know, a nobody. He saw him as a brother. He saw him as a brother. Paul would have kept Onesimus with him in Rome, but because he was mindful of his relationship with Philemon and the poor relationship between Philemon and Onesimus, he decided to send Onesimus back to Philemon, his master. If we look at the contents of this letter, it shows a great relationship between two people, between Paul and Philemon. This good relationship was definitely built by good communication between them. Help them to know and understand each other. If you look at what Paul says of Onesimus in verse 21, Onesimus, Paul says something of Philemon in verse 21. What Paul says of, of uh, Philemon in verse 21 of Philemon. Say, having confidence of in your obedience, I write to you, knowing that you will do even more than what I say. Having confidence in your obedience. You don't speak of somebody like that unless you know them. No. I have confidence in you. I have confidence in him. You know, I know him. I know him. He will do this. This is what he's going to do. I know him. So this really shows that this was a good relationship between them. And you don't have a good relationship unless you have good communication. So they had good communication. They had good communication. In verse 22, we have a picture of the good relationship between them. He said, but meanwhile, but meanwhile, in verse 20, he said, but meanwhile, also prepare a guest room for me, for I trust that through your prayers, I shall be granted to you. Wow. He said, I'm coming to your house. Once I'm released from prison, I will come over. Prepare a room for me. You don't say to somebody, to prepare a room for you in their house if you don't have a good relationship with them. So, again, this was a good relationship between Paul and Philemon. Due to public health concerns, all services are being held online. Please visit dayspringchapelboston.org for updates and more service information. Don't forget to also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at dayspringchapelboston. We hope you have been blessed by today's broadcast. Come worship with us at Dayspring Chapel, located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Again, that's 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Sunday worship is at 1 p.m., Bible study and prayers on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. You may contact Pastor David for prayers or counseling at 857-266-0778. Again, that's 857-266-0778. Until tomorrow at this same time, Monday through Friday, arise, shine, and excel.